Hey everyone, it's Garrett. Today I'm going to be recording a tutorial on how to use the Arrange Me website. If you're listening to this on the podcast audio feed and you want to see what I'm clicking on, you can head over to my YouTube channel and you'll see the screenshots of what I'm clicking on and what I'm going through as I talk about it. If you are watching this on YouTube and you don't know that I have a podcast, it's called Selling Sheet Music. And we've got a lot of great content on there about Arrange Me. Our fourth episode is an interview with Scott Harris, the program manager of Arrange Me. And there's a couple of other episodes where we talk about marketing um, and in general, just figuring out your strategy. So a lot of helpful content on there. If you're somebody that's trying to sell sheet music and trying to put yourself out there more as a self-publisher. So for purposes of this video, I'm going to assume that you either already have an Arrange Me account or that you are smart enough to sign up for one on your own. If you haven't done it yet, you can go to arrangeme.com and it's free to sign up. You just do the basic sign-in stuff, terms and conditions, names, email, that sort of thing. Um, there's not a ton of tricky things in that process. It'll ask you for a publisher name, which if you want to, you can just create one. Um, if you haven't done this before, definitely do some Googling beforehand and make sure that your name is not taken by someone else. Um, in my case, I have a BMI publisher account. And so I use that BMI publisher name along with my own name just to keep the branding consistent across platforms. But yeah, you put in your name, your publisher name, all of your basic info, um, tax info, payment info, that sort of thing. The only other insight I have to that whole process is that if you are under the age of 18, I know a lot of students will come up and talk to me and wonder how they can start arranging and how they can start publishing and that sort of thing. Um, you'll just need a parent or a guardian to sign up for Arrange Me on your behalf because of the um, tax implications involved with selling and getting royalties and all that sort of stuff. So once you've successfully activated your account, it should take you to a page that looks similar to this. Um, this is called your dashboard. And um, it's fairly straightforward. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty dummy proof site overall. The only um, complaint I have really is that you have multiple buttons in different places that all kind of do the same thing. So just to show you what I mean, you have this great big blue button here that says sell a title, but you can also go up here to this drop down menu, sell a title. And you also have this song search link here, which once you find a song takes you into that sell a title menu. So right there on the same, you know, right there on the front page, there's three different options of, of what to click on to sell a title. And, and I guess that might be a little confusing at first. Maybe it's something to do with how the website looks on mobile, that it just formats better to have it in multiple places. Either way, I'd rather have more navigation options than fewer. So not the end of the world, but just something to point out if you're opening this, if you're opening this up and feeling overwhelmed. Um, there's a couple of different ways to do everything. So I'm going to go with the most obvious one and I'm going to click on this giant button here that says sell a title. So it, right off the bat, it gives you three options to sell a PDF, sell an interactive score or sell an MP3. The interactive score has to do with note flight, which is not a program that I use. So I'm not going to dive into that today. Um, but noteflight.com is where you can check that out and see if that's something that works for you. We'll come back to selling an MP3. Right now, I want to start with sell a PDF. So you click that and it gives you three more options. Are you selling an original work, an arrangement of a public domain work, or an arrangement of a copyrighted work? Pretty straightforward. If you wrote the song or if you have permission from the person who wrote the song, uh, you click on original work. If it's an arrangement of a public domain tune, 
you have to do your research, of course, and make sure that it actually is in the public domain. But but we're talking about old old melodies, things like Silent Night and um, Nearer My God to Thee and that sort of thing. Um, go through this link here. And then Arrangement of a Copyrighted Work is what I'm going to click on. Once you get through the song search page, which is coming next, um, once you get past that, you know, that hurdle of selecting the song that you are arranging, all three um, types of uploads are the same. So I'm going to click on arrangement of a copyrighted work for this tutorial, because once you get through selecting the actual song you're doing, uh, the process for editing and finalizing and tagging is the same for original public domain copyrighted. It's just that copyrighted has a, an extra step in the process. So I'm going to click on that which brings you to the song search page, which is by far the most difficult part of the site to use. Um, and the reason for that is you've got 4 million titles in the database. You're trying to find the song you want and your search options are sort of limited. Um, you only have this box right here. There's not any additional filters you can put on it. So it, I, I hope that's an update that's coming at some point in the future because it can create a lot of headaches. You know, the search box is very sensitive to punctuation and spelling and that sort of thing. So if you spell the title of a song wrong, it might not show up. Or if you misspell the title of the artist, or there's some cases where um, a song is known by a couple of different titles, or maybe there's an apostrophe and you're not sure if there should or shouldn't be. So if, if you put in the name of a song that you're fairly certain it should be on the site and it doesn't come up, then try a couple of different variations in spelling. But just, just to prove the point, let's look at the artist Will I Am. So if you just type Will I Am, uh, he doesn't appear in the search results because the way he spells it uh, professionally is will period I period am. So you have to put in exactly that and then boom, you get all of his titles right there. Um, another great example, he has a song called That Power that I arranged recently. Um, so if you type in That Power as two separate words, it doesn't come up. And that's because he decided to be fancy and name it hashtag that power, all one word, all lowercase, right? So if you do it like that, boom, it shows up right away. Um, I will also mention too that you can also, um, in addition to searching by the artist, you can search by the songwriter. And sometimes that is a, a better way of narrowing things down because the artist and the songwriter is not always the same person. And of course, you probably have more songwriters than you would. Um, but let's take another example just to kind of walk you through it. If you want to do arrange uh, something from Interstellar, the you know the uh, Christopher Nolan movie, the Hans Zimmer score. There's a lot of really cool covers of that out there. So if you search Interstellar, all right. So this time we got lucky and uh, Hans Zimmer's version came up first. But you'll see here that the show wasn't labeled, right? And the artist wasn't labeled. So the only re the only real proof that we have that this is the one that we're looking for is the fact that we know Hans Zimmer wrote it, right? It doesn't say from the movie. Okay, so down here, there's a song from the movie and it says from Interstellar, right? There's a couple of these, but but just to point out that, you know, you have to be careful that um, you're not choosing the wrong song. There's a lot of songs that have the same name, but are by different artists or different writers. You know, if you just search, I love you, Right, you're going to get, here we go, 5,571 titles that are all called I Love You. So um, you can't just click on the first one that matches the title and assume that's correct. But on the other hand, just because there's information missing, like we just saw, just because the artist isn't listed on here um, doesn't mean it's wrong. You just have to confirm that the songwriters are who they are. Um, if you're not sure, um, there's a couple of places you can look. Uh, you could start by searching to see if there's already a published arrangement of that song out there. Um, you could also look through ASCAP or BMI databases. 
Um, or sometimes, um, like in Spotify or Apple Music, there's an option to look at the song credits. So if you find the song on there, you can sort of verify that it is the correct version you want and, and get that information to just double check. It's really, again, I got to stress this. It's, it's super confusing because a lot of things can fall through the cracks. But um, if you don't find the right song, then you, you can't publish it. So it's as simple as that. So um, once you have successfully found the song you're wanting to arrange, let's do, let's click on Baby I Love You, right? It'll, it'll pop up this uh, dialog box here where it has the, um, all the information, where, it's, where it says arrangements here, that's how many arrangements are currently published through Arrange Me. So that could be useful information if you're deciding whether or not to do a song, if you're kind of on the fence, well, you can look at it and see, well, you know, there's a, there's a, a thousand, you know, I want to look because it's, it's only a week out for Christmas. So let's look, um, all I want for Christmas is you. And let's see how many um, versions are on the site. Here you go. First of all, boom, there's a million. All I want for Christmas is, is you, but only two of them are by Mariah Carey. So um, just be on your guard as you're searching for things. But here, okay, we've got 145 arrangements of all I want for Christmas is you. So, you know, if Christmas music is your thing and that's what you're really going for, you probably should have one. But um, if you're if you're trying to break through, maybe there's other songs that are more um that would be more effective for you to take a stab at. Anyway, not to dissuade you one way or the other, um, I've got a couple of versions of the song published myself, so nothing in particular against Mariah. Um, but yeah, so that's how many arrangements are out there. Um, and then this is just uh, the number, this is just the number within uh, ArrangeMe's database and the date it was added to the database. And then over here, this has the copyright information that you will be required to put into your score. So you can highlight it like that, or you can push this little button here that'll copy it to your clipboard. And then you go into Finale or Sibelius or whatever, and that's what you put in the bottom in that copyright um, notice. So you have your arrangement done, you've put in the copyright information, so you click sell an arrangement. And then, like I said, from this point on, it's the same process for copyrighted and original songs. Um, you upload your PDF of the uh, arrangement and you upload an audio sample if you have one. This is not an audio sample for sale. This is just something that um, will play as a demo of the arrangement. You check the box that says you agree to all the things, and then you hit save and continue. And the next page that comes up looks like this. The title is already filled in for you, as is the composer information, because that's coming straight from the ArrangeMe database. If you were uploading an original title um, or a public domain arrangement, those menus would be open and, and, and available for you to edit. Now, this is something I haven't seen before. Uh, for the artist, um, that also comes pre-selected, um, but it gives you the option to choose which cover uh, or which artist you're basing your arrangement off of, um, which is a great new feature. I'm glad to see they've added that because um, there are a lot of situations where, you know, if you look at a song like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, it's been covered so many times. And um, if you're basing your arrangement off of a particular cover, um, then it really matters for marketing purposes anyway. Um so that's great. And then you have down here, you put in the arranger, that's me. Um, and then you fill in the description and the YouTube link um, for the arrangement. If you don't have them right away, you don't have to do it. Um, what I do in a perfect scenario is I have everything 
ready to go on um, just a sticky note on my um, computer. So I can just copy paste from there into here. It's just easier for me to write things out in uh, Word and sort of figure out how I want it to look. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the descriptions later. But anyway, so you hit save and continue again. And this time you um, select your arrangement type. Um, so let's say this is a coral arrangement. That gives you a new set of options to choose um, the voicing. So I'm going to choose SATB choir, uh, difficulty level, and then you select the price that you want it to be sold for. Now, a lot of people get bent out of shape about this because they will put in a price and then when they go and look at their published product or when they get their royalty statements, they're um, finding out that the song was sold for a, a slightly different price. There are a couple of reasons that might happen. Uh, one is just due to the differences between Sheet Music Direct and Sheet Music Plus um, and the way they price things. Sheet Music Direct, I believe, rounds everything up to the nearest 99 cents. So if you put in as your price that you want it to sell for 250, Sheet Music Direct will automatically just bump that up. Another thing that happens a lot is uh, Sheet Music Plus or Sheet Music Direct will offer some kind of a promotion. Um, they'll have a bulk discount for purchasing multiple titles or maybe they'll have a coupon code. Um, or that sort of thing where it will change the sale price of the piece slightly. Like I said, a lot of people get sort of worked up about that. Um, most of the time, I think that sort of stuff tends to work out in your favor. So I would just not lose sleep over it. So you hit save and continue again. That brings us to the genre page of the upload process. So this is where you can choose up to five genres that your arrangement belongs to. Um, you are free to choose whatever you want for this. Um, I assume because uh, you may write a an arrangement of a contemporary song that sounds like it is Baroque, or you might write a barbershop version of a pop song or whatever, um, whatever the case might be. Um, do not blow off this page though, because this is where the search engines on the front end get the information of how to categorize things. So even though um, all I want for Christmas is you, is obviously a holiday arrangement. Everyone knows that song. It has Christmas in the title, but if you don't select uh, Christmas here, or if you don't select holiday out of this list, um, you know, then there's a chance it might might not filter the way you want it to. Um, these categories are updated with some regularity, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but for now, just make sure that as you're putting things in, you're selecting. Um, what's what's appropriate. So let's say, yeah, on all, all I want for Christmas is you. That's a pop song. We'll use that. Um, and film and TV, Mariah's on TV. So we'll use that and we'll, we'll call it good for now. We'll hit save and continue. And then once you get through that menu, you'll come to this page where you can check everything before you hit publish. Um, you can go back and edit if you've changed your mind about something. And then um, when you're ready, you hit publish and it should be on the site within 24 to 48 hours. I'm going to hit delete because this was just for practice. Um, but you shouldn't normally need to hit delete because like I said, you can go back and edit things. And so unless you've just totally picked the wrong song, um, you know, you should be good to go. So that brings us to the manage titles page, which is convenient because that's the next thing I want to talk about. Um, this is where you get a bird's eye view of all of the arrangements and compositions you have for sale on the site. So just looking quickly at the information you get, um, there's your arrange me ID number for the specific arrangement. You have the title, of course, the format, 
Um, right here where it says status, it says published active. That means it is currently live on the site. If you see something that says incomplete or inactive or unpublished, um, that's a, a sign that something has gone wrong. So it might be that there was a technical issue or it might be that um, the copyright license for the song was revoked. That happens from time to time. Um, and, and you don't always get notification when that happens, unfortunately. Um, the other thing that might happen is right here, you see that it says it's published to two sites. So um, the two sites, of course, are Sheet Music Direct and Sheet Music Plus. Now, in the beginning stages, especially, um, they the titles go live on Sheet Music Direct faster because that site is owned and managed by Hal Leonard directly. So the pipeline's quicker. Um, so you might see... Um, in the first couple of days that it's only published to one site, that it's only on Sheet Music Direct, but it hasn't quite gone live on Sheet Music Plus. But um, this is a really useful way to quickly go to your product pages on this specific web page. So if you go, if you click on this little arrow next to two sites, there's a button that'll take you to Sheet Music Direct, and there's a button that'll take you to Sheet Music Plus, and that will take you directly to the product page of that arrangement on those sites. So that's really important for... Um, looking at it and verifying that everything looks the way you want it to look and that it has the information you want it to have. And I will just say that um, the two sites look drastically different. So let's just check out, um, this is an arrangement of, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. So let's check out what that looks like on Sheet Music Direct first. So this is what it looks like on Sheet Music Direct. And what Sheet Music Direct does currently is it takes the first page of the PDF, whatever that is, and that makes it the image it displays. So if you're like me and you use an, an image for the title page, that's what's going to show up. Um, you're not going to get any sort of built-in score preview. Some people don't like that. I don't think it's a huge deal because if you scroll down, um, you can embed a YouTube video, whatever YouTube video that you included when you uploaded the piece, that's gonna go right there. So for me, I have a scrolling score video. If somebody really wants to you know, check out the piece more, they have the audio preview right here um, where they can just play the audio sample. And then there's the video preview where they can click on the video. So if you're listening on the podcast feed, um, basically what you see right off the bat is about half the screen is your first page of the PDF, that preview page. And then on the side, you have sort of the, the information about the, the title of the piece, the author of the piece, the format. Um, and that's where your, your add to cart button is. And then here down below the YouTube video, you have the product details. So you have the artist, arranger, score type, composer. Uh, and then at the very, very bottom is the product description. So that's the text that you put into the, um, upload process. Now, taking a look at that same product on Sheet Music Plus, um, you'll notice right off the bat, if you're looking at this on YouTube, that there is a lot more text on the page. The, the preview image, which on Sheet Music Direct is massive, is really quite small. It's almost like a thumbnail. The main difference is that if you click on that thumbnail, it opens up this, I guess, sample preview window where you have the audio file, you have the video, uh, the YouTube video, and then you have the option to scroll through the first couple of pages of the product as a sample um, of the actual writing. So that's a really useful thing. They've got it watermarked. And I think it's, I think it's, I think six pages is the limit, or maybe it just goes half and, and, and only shows the first half of the page to prevent someone from, from pirating it. But um, that's a really useful window and i assume that most people shopping on sheet music plus know that that's there even though it doesn't really hit you across the head with it 
So the main differences between those two sites really comes down to the way that the text is displayed in your product description and the way your sample pages um, come through. I think that can be a point of frustration for a lot of people. And I think the biggest downside of the Arrange Me program, if you can call it that, is the fact that Arrange Me is not the one controlling the front end of Sheet Music Direct and Sheet Music Plus. Um, Sheet Music Direct um, is owned by Hal Leonard, but it's managed by a different team. And regardless, um, any update that goes through the Arrange Me system has to be compatible with both of those websites. It has to be something that will work on both Sheet Music Plus and Sheet Music Direct. So um, that's probably the reason why, you know, XYZ, your favorite feature that you wish was there, isn't there. Um, so I think we as composers have this need or this desire to control how our music is presented. And so this can be a really frustrating thing because we can, you know, we think we're setting the price one way and then it shows up differently on these websites, or we think we're including these sample pages, but then it displays on one and not the other, or we've formatted um, text a certain way. You know, you can put hyperlinks in the product descriptions for Sheet Music Plus, but those don't work in Sheet Music Direct, things like that. Um, they're just kind of little quirks to how those sites function. Um, at the end of the day, it's still better to have your music on more sites. It's better to have it on both than it would be to just have it be on one or the other, because those two websites have different customer bases, and you're going to have a greater chance of reaching people um, than you would if you were to just select one and go for it. Now, you may prefer the look of one over the other and decide that whenever you promote your pieces that you are going to direct people to one or the other. And I think that is perfectly fine and perfectly valid. But I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't lose sleep over the fact that things are different on one site versus the other. But just to show you what things look like, if you want to go back and edit, you can click on a title um, from the Manage Titles list and it'll bring you to um, that same page, that, that final page we were on before we hit publish. And you can go back into any category. You can edit the title, change the title. You can uh, change the details of the arrangement. You can upload a new PDF. If you find a mistake in one of your arrangements and you want to fix it, you can click right here, edit PDF or edit MP3 sample. Um, and then, and then again, here are the links if you want to check out how things look on Sheet Music Direct or Sheet Music Plus. Now, if you do make an edit, it will take some time for the system to update. So you'll have to come back probably the next day or, or the next couple of days and just verify that everything went the way that you wanted it to. Um, but that's what that looks like. Now, going back up here to sell a title, let's look at what sell an MP3 looks like. Um, there's a couple of reasons you might want to physically sell a download of the audio file. Um, depending on what kind of music you're doing, it may be valuable to have as an accompaniment track or a rehearsal track, um, especially in choral music, for example, you'll have a track that's just the soprano part, just the alto part, and so on, to help people practice and learn their parts. Um, as of right now, the only options are to sell MP3s of an original work or a public domain work. I suspect that down the line, the option will be added to sell copyrighted MP3s. Um, 
I would be very surprised if that didn't happen, but I'm also not surprised that it's taking a long time to roll out because um, the licensing involved is very complicated. Um, and just because you have the rights to publish PDF arrangements of a song doesn't mean that you also have the rights to um, sell the MP3s of the song. It just, the way copyright is set up, those function under entirely different sets of rules. So let's just click on original work. Okay, and as you can see here, the menus are essentially the same as uh, for uploading a PDF arrangement. So we're not gonna go back through all these windows again, but that's how you sell an MP3 file. All right, so now that you are experts in uploading and editing products on ArrangeMe, let's go back to the dashboard and take a look at the sales reports page because that's the, the last main page we really need to take a look at. There's some really interesting stuff in here. You can get to it through this menu on the left-hand side or there's a link here in the top right corner of the, the recent sales graph. But you click on that page and when you get here, you have the option to sort your sales by date, by month, or by title. Um, you can also see there's this menu here that says payments that is referring to payments made from arrange me to you um, it's typically on a monthly basis unless you don't have enough sales and it carries over to the next month but if there was any question about when payments were coming out or when your last payment was or if there's any sort of issue with the bank i mean that's where you would go to um, confirm all of that now as you see here you have the the date of the sale the title of the piece the format or the instrumentation. Um, asset type means if it was a PDF or a MP3, then this is where you would see if something was sold on Sheet Music Direct or Sheet Music Plus. That's often interesting to know. Um, and then you have the country, quantity, um, and then the total sales and then your commission. So this is where you would see if there was some variation in the price from what you set. So, um, you know, if you typically sell something for I don't know, $6.99, but you see that it was sold for $6.67. Well, that's your clue that, you know, somebody used a coupon or some other promotion happened with the site, a bulk discount or something like that. One more thing to mention about this page before we move on, and I should have said this on the manage titles page as well, but if you click one of these categories here in the menu of the table, um, it will sort the whole table for you. So if you wanted to sort alphabetically by title, all you got to do is click on that and it'll go A to Z or Z to A. You can do the same thing with date, um, new to old, old to new. Um, if you wanted to sort and see what were all of my Sheet Music Direct sales versus my Sheet Music Plus, you can do that. So anyway, lots of stuff to tinker around with in there. I think that's pretty much it. Um, there are a few other links here. This account link right here, um, I'm not going to click on it because I don't want you to have all my information, but that's what you would click on if you needed to update an address or an email or something about your account, um, you know, a password or bank information. Um, and then up here, you have a help center. If you click on that, it will take you to, you know, some just general information, Q&As. There's a Arrange Me blog that's fairly active that has interviews with people that use the site and, and tips and tricks, that sort of thing. And then over here, this right-hand menu, um, you've got links to manage your titles, view your account, or sign up. So I think that's it. Thanks for watching. Um, if you are somebody that stuck around to the end of the video and you're still listening, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my podcast because you are exactly the type of person that that is meant for. Um, there's lots of really great information there for um, getting started self-publishing and getting your music out there. So that's Selling Sheet Music is the name of the podcast, and you can get that on all the major platforms. Um, if you have any more questions about Arrange Me or about 
publishing in general, leave those in the comments and I will do my best to tackle those in the comments themselves or in a future video. Thanks again and best of luck.